ladies and gentlemen, it seems we have a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back. It's Thursday. That means it's time for the TopSpeed.com podcast. Music's jamming. All right, we hope everyone is having a wonderful, wonderful day and has had a wonderful week so far. Uh, we've got a jam-packed show for you today. Uh, lots of cool and exciting news. We've got uh, first drive impressions of the new Hyundai Genesis. Got a few cars to talk about. Some news, including a couple of rear-wheel drive hypercars. And uh, Mark is back. So, I hi, am. Mark. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm very good. All right. And now that Mark is back, we also have to say hello to our editor-in-chief, Justin Coupler. Justin, good afternoon. Hello, everybody. The sun is a little chipper today, huh? I'm far from chipper. I'm in a bad mood. I'm just putting on a, uh, a nice little face. Oh, that's, that's <laughs> hey, now, you're not supposed to spoil the illusion for the listeners. Oh, I'm sorry. I am just fantastic. How are you all doing today? We're giving him medication, folks. Don't worry. About it. <laughs> All right. Take so did you say take one or twenty? As many as you want, Justin. <laughs> as many as you want. All right, guys. Like I said, this is the TopSpeed.com podcast. TopSpeed.com is your automotive home on the internet for anything and everything you want to know. Car reviews, news, fancy tuner stuff. We have it. All of it's here. Come, please read it. We have motorcycles, ATVs. If it has wheels and a motor, you can you can find it here. Uh, so today we're going to move right into weekly wheels. Um, we're going to go ahead and we're going to start with uh, Justin. Justin was driving the Acura TL, and he has some very strong feelings about this car. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty strong feelings. Um, I tagged it the world's worst luxury car. Um, yeah, I, I've driven a, a lot of cars in my life, a lot. And I've even driven the Cadillac Catera. <laughs> and, yes. I have to say, the Acura TL was by far the worst, quote-unquote, luxury car I've ever driven in my life. Um, first of all, it's somewhere in the high $40,000 range, the model I had. I had that special edition model that added the spoiler and, and graphite rims and all that stuff. It's a good-looking car from the outside. It's more sporty than you'd expect out of a luxury car. But the cabin is just barren relative to everything else in the market in that price range. I mean, the uh, it does have a display screen, but it's that weird monochrome that we used to see in, like, the late 1990s cell phones. Um, so it's just, like, a dark black with the very white letters, and there's not much to see on it, no color. Audio system stunk up the joint. The leather seats felt like they're out of a, I don't know, a late model Chevy. Um now the engine and handling and so forth, it lived up to its uh, to its billing because TL is built out as the luxury sports car in Acura's lineup. Um, that's about the only good thing I can say about it. That 290 horsepower, it performed well, it handled well, but the cabin just was not anywhere near luxurious, in my opinion. Well, that's I so I've I've always felt really weird about Hondas and Acuras in in general because a lot of the rest of the world gets our Acuras badged as Hondas, and Hondas is a higher premium brand, kind of like, like like Volkswagen is here. Volkswagen doesn't make cheap cars here. They make like a higher level sort of premium entry level car. And then Hondas sort of backwards, where the rest of the world, Hondas are kind of like these more premium ve- vehicles, and then Volkswagen makes bottom barrel garbage. Um, and so it's, 
sort of interesting to see that you don't think it's a very luxurious car. Um, I do have to say that price tag kind of shocked me. Forty grand? Like really? Yeah, somewhere up in the forties. I don't have the the uh, the spec sheet in front of me. It's up in the forties, if I recall. Um, but what's crazy though? Here's the weird thing about this: two cars after I received the TL. I'm sorry, before I received the TL. I'm sorry. I got the uh, Honda Accord Touring V6, and this thing was loaded to the gills. It made the the Acura look like a, like a Metro. It was horrible, and it's weird because that's a luxury brand. I got the top model Accord was ten times better than the luxury model. That's kind of the problem Lincoln and Ford have. Um, yeah. Like, Lincoln makes some nice cars, but for a better price, you can get a nicer Ford. Yeah, it's, it's really wild with these brands that do that. They would do the, the, the uh, luxury branding, Toyota and uh, Lexus and so on. They all kind of have similar problems. I think the Lexus, Toyota, and Infiniti, Nissan one is kind of separating. But you still have the issue within Honda and, and Ford. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll go ahead and cut you there. Um of the brands I think that do this the best has got to be Infinity. Um, mm-hmm. They're aside from the 370Z and the G37 Coupe, there really is absolutely zero crossover between an Infinity model and a Nissan model. They don't look the same. They don't feel the same. They don't drive the same. They're not equipped anywhere near the same. Like like that's the big differentiator. You know, um, with Lexus even like I had the ES. It's a Camry. And it feels yeah. like a Camry. And in yeah. certain angles, it kind of looks a little bit like, like a Camry, or at least the Avalon, depending on your, your model. And then when you go to, like, Ford, granted, the brand new, brand, brand, brand new Lincolns are much better about it. But, like, the slightly older stuff, like, you could look at an MKZ, uh, I believe, whatever it is, and be like, that is a Ford Fusion. Like, yeah. it, it just is. Yeah. It just has a shinier grill on it. Um, so... It's interesting to see how many brands kind of mess that up, but it, at least Nissan, for the most part, and uh, with with their Infinity branch, does really good. Yeah, for a long time, Nissan and, and Infinity have been really good at separating themselves. Uh, Lexus is just now starting to kind of get the the feel of that, but Acura, Honda, they just seem to be mashed together still. Womp womp. All right, um, we're going to move on to Mark, who um, his weekly wheels is actually something I'm really interested in. I've not got a chance to drive one, but I do like them. Uh, he had a Dodge Durango. Yes, you know, like like the whole Ron Burgundy commercial stuff. I mean, this car is awesome. I, I fell in love with this car. I'm an SUV truck kind of guy, and just the monochrome, like the dark gray paint appearance that this thing had, it just set it off. It was perfect. I thought it was beautiful. Um, my tester came equipped with a Pentastar, the 3.6 liter uh, V6. I really like that engine. Um, it's the first chance I've really gotten to to flog on one, um, but it's it was powerful enough. It had uh, what 295 horsepower, 287. Yeah, it's, right it's right at three three hundred. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's it's plenty powerful enough for this car. I mean, it's it's not going to be spinning tires or anything like that, but it's plenty powerful for off the line. Passing power, you know, 50 to 70 was sufficient. Uh, the new 8-speed transmission was really good in it, and I loved, loved that rotary dial switch for the uh, the gear shift. That was so cool. I really fell in love with that. And it, Like, having your arm on the armrest, your fingers just fell right to that, and it was just perfectly placed. Um, I was really surprised with the rear legroom and rear, I guess, passenger comfort. I didn't get a chance to ride in the back, but just sitting back there, you can recline the uh, the seats back, 
the armrests fold down, got tons of legroom all over the place. I mean, it's just, this is like the perfect road trip car, I would imagine. And it's got seating for like seven people. Um, you can get the DVD package or whatever if you want. Uh, mine didn't come with that. But it did come with that great uh, 8.4-inch Uconnect system. I haven't seen another system quite as perfect as this. Literally, it's perfect. It happened, like, touch, you touch the screen, boom, you're there. There's no lag. The colors are great. All of the systems work well. There's no um, useless um, areas or anything like that. It's really, it's a good system. Um, and then I love the uh, little 7-inch uh, TFT display in the uh, the gauge cluster as well. That was really handy. So... So, so you liked a lot about it. <laughs> and there was, there was pretty much nothing I didn't like about it. What kind of economy did you did you get out of it? Well, if I kept my foot out of it, the uh, the average would would go pretty quick up um, on the uh, the little average indicator on the on the gauges. I was getting about twenty one on the highway. Uh, if I was just cruising, I could get twenty five easily. I think. Um, but around town, letting it cruise or whatever, eh, about eighteen or nineteen. Well, that's 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 still not terrible. Um, yeah, it was two wheel drive, yeah. right? It's yeah, rear wheel drive. Because uh, you can't get. I don't. I don't. I don't think you can get the V six with the all wheel drive. I think you can. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm pretty sure the, the six yeah, can all as well. Yeah. Oh, all right. And then of course you can get the Hemi as well. You know, and that's that's yeah. awesome. Now, one thing that concerns me with the V6 is is uh, engine noise on the highway. Is that any burden on this Dude, with the 8-speed transmission? No, this thing is so quiet. I mean, it was turning like uh, 1,700 RPMs at 60 miles an hour. Or no, at like 80 miles an hour. It was, it was super smooth. Eighth gear comes in really quick, and it will stay in eighth gear pretty pretty much the whole time you're on the highway. Um, yeah, Justin, have you ever driven that Pentastar? No, I've never had a chance to, but I, I've always okay. wanted to. Yeah, no, that, that is a peach of an engine. Like, yeah. It to me, it makes most of Dodge's V8s kind of suck. Yeah. Um. Un until you get to like the really big Hemi's with like more than 400 horsepower, there's no reason to go above the V6 because the V6 is that good. It's super smooth. It's pretty efficient. Tons of power. I mean, it's 300 horsepower, 300 torque, and it's just a fantastic little engine. Uh, both cars my parents own have got it in it. And, uh, I mean, I've flogged the hell out of that thing. It's great. Um, and I just wish that Chrysler would take the time to invest some of the money and energy that they did in, into the Pentastar into kind of updating their V8s. Yeah, the Hemis are starting to get a little old. <clears throat> yeah, I always no, heard I, the engine was really, really nice engine. I just never got a chance to get a hold of one yet. <clears throat> yeah, no, I, I do have one um, kind of complaint about the, the drivetrain. Well, I guess actually two. First was throttle tip in. Um, getting on the red light, you push the gas, and it will immediately jerk you forward. It's it's kind of like a it's almost like you got rear-ended. You just kind of get pushed from behind, and then once you're moving at about 10 or 15 miles an hour, when you think it should shift in the second, because it's got eight speeds, it should shift pretty quickly. It mm -hmm. lags in the first gear and it kind of holds there for a second and then shifts. Um, That's I mean, yeah, so. Kind of that starting first gear was really my only complaint about the vehicle. That's kind of a that's a strange shift. I wonder if maybe that thing's just been beaten to death because you had how many did have on? I had like fifteen thousand or something. Um, <laughs> I think it had twelve. 
Twelve. It might have yeah. just been beaten. That's yeah. a lot of mileage. <laughs> that's a, a that's, that's a mileage on a on a press car. Yeah. 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 So I mean, that's like that's like three sets of tires. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fun fact! Fun Uh-oh. fact. Um, the GTR that I had, I picked it up with less than five thousand miles on it, and it was on like its fourth or fifth set of tires. <laughs> God. <laughs> Oh, that is just awesome. Jeremy yeah. Clarkson must have been driving that before. So that's crazy. <laughs> Everyone who gets in that car with journalists thinks they're Jeremy Clarkson, and they just hogball it to death. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I was driving a luxury car that um, wasn't nearly as terrible as Justin says the TL is. Um, I was in a Buick LaCrosse Touring. What would you think of that car? Yeah. The... Actually, it's pretty solid. Has Buick gotten rid of their old man persona? Um, have, they, have they gone the way of Cadillac and kind of livened up the brand? Because I really want them yeah. to. Um, not nearly as good as Cadillac, no, because everything Cadillac makes now is freaking amazing. Yeah. But um, it was it 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 was solid. Um, I did have some issues with it, but uh, like style wise, I love the way all the new Buicks look. Yeah. Yes, I know they're all Opals that are rebadges Voxels in Britain and then given some leather and rebadges Buicks here, <laughs> but they're still solid cars, you know. Hey, it's German built. German is German. Um, Nine. So, yeah. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> but um, it had some really weird ergonomic issues. Uh oh. Especially if you want to take any kind of a trip. So, like, you get in the cabin, and the front two seats feel really cramped. So, like, the center console is massive. Is it, it like Ford? Like, is it like Ford Taurus massive? Um, no, no, it's not quite as big. Well. It's higher than that, but not as wide. Like, if you just sit there, like, your armrest is the center console, basically, basically yeah. and it swoops up, and then it sprouts out. So yeah. both front passengers are in, like, this little cocoon, and the doors are super thick. Like, with the door, or the, the armrest and the door handles stick out really far, and they're really padded. But, like, you understand that this car is fairly wide, but there's not a lot of space for you. Huh. Uh, it looks gorgeous, and the design's cool, and they've got, like, tucked away little LED lights in the trim that glow at night and bathe the whole cabin very, very well. I mean, it was very nicely done. Leather felt good. The fake wood looked good. Um, but was it fake wood look good? Yeah. yeah, was it fake, or I thought Buick was started to kind of venture towards the real wood? Um for my definition of wood, almost no car really comes with real wood anymore. Like, like even even Audi, their real wood, you get like the A7 and the A8, is yeah. real wood veneer, so it's like a 16th of an inch thick sheet of wood. Yeah. Um, it's it's not old school real wood anymore. Yeah, well. That makes me sad. Yeah. But anyways, like, um, yeah, I've, I've got the sticker here. Um, we have leather and wood grain heated steering wheel. It doesn't say real wood or fake wood. It just says leather and wood grain. Um, but it looked great. But, like, there's no storage inside this car. Really? Yeah, so, like, you have this huge console next to you, and there's, like, a little cubby in it right underneath the armrest. And, like, that's it. And in the door, there is a pocket that's about two inches wide that does that little thing where you pull on it and it folds out to be, like, four inches wide at the top and still two inches wide at the, wide at the bottom. And then it has a tiny glove box. But that was basically all of the storage in the front of the car. The two tiny side side pockets, the glove box, and then a little bit in the armrest. There is nothing in that center console for storage. So uh, I took it to um, 
Where did my brother-in-law live at the time? Because he moves all the time. North Carolina. Um, it was like a eight-ish hour hour drive. I took this in, and like we get in the car and we stop at the gas station to buy like bottles of water and some snacks. And I get in, and I'm like, I have a cup holder, and like that's it. I have nowhere to put anything in the front of this car. Yeah. Um, back of it though is fantastic. <clears throat> uh, we loaded up everybody in the back of it once we got to North Carolina and was driving around, and um, tons of legroom in the back. Tons of shoulder and hip space. I mean, you could easily fit three wide in the back and just have a wonderful time. But the front is, like, really kind of cramped. Um, drove well enough. It had the 3.6 liter that they put in everything. Yeah. Uh, it's in Cadillac. It's in all their SUVs. Well, that that's a good motor, though. I mean, I, I have no complaints about that engine. Um, I don't have any, any, any complaints about it either. Um, it was a little noisy for what I thought Buick would be. Yeah, but um, it it wasn't terrible. I mean, it was louder than than the Lexus that I was in. But um, overall, it was a, it was a solid car. Little pricey. Um, this one stickered at a final price of forty one thousand dollars. And um, that's a little steep. Right, and then you realize that it actually has almost zero options. I have rear seat airbags for three hundred fifty bucks and crystal red paint for three hundred twenty five dollars. Did it come with navigation or anything? Um, yeah, like it had a lot of that sort of stuff built into it automatically. I've got rear vision, rear parking assist, memory seats, heated steering wheel, heated seats, fog lamps, uh, navigation, all of that. But So was it like a higher trim package? Yes, it was the Touring, uh, so it's like uh, the higher okay. trim. All that comes standard with Okay, yeah. Right, but it still did not feel like $41,000. Yeah. Like I'm just sitting, like this is a nice car. I wouldn't say it's more than thirty-five grand nice, though. Like the G25 and the G35. Um, the G25 has a four-cylinder, yes, but drove better, had more room. I enjoyed it better than I enjoyed the Buick, and that was like thirty-four thousand, I think, is the one that they sent me. Thirty-five thousand, like a chunk, a solid chunk of money less than the Buick. Yeah. And so that sort of threw me off. And it had all the same options. I had leather heated seats and memory seats and navigation and all of that junk. Yeah. And so I'm a little iffy that, granted, Buick has come back, but with the way Buick was and with the way their name had been tarnished, I think they need to try and cut back those prices a bit to bring in more buyers to build yeah. some brand awareness. And then over the years, like it's just a five hundred dollar increase this year. It's just a six hundred dollar increase this year, and then get the price back up where they want it. Yeah. How was the ride? Was it was it too firm for the older Buick customers? Uh, I'm a terrible judge for that. Um, me and my wife both get terribly motion sick if we're not driving. Um, so we prefer cars with extremely stiff sus suspension. Um. The Buick was soft enough to make her on the way through the mountains near Asheville go, slow down, I'm going to go to sleep so you can drive. Because <laughs> if she's asleep, she won't get sick. So that's how um, you review cars. It should be the the, the Moe's wife nauseousness meter. That is now the, the new staple for how uh, how we're going to measure the softness of a ride. Yeah, no, 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 no. Goes, that's actually from... a terrible, terrible scale because um, <laughs> even even the GTR, if I had the suspension in the little comfort setting, depending on the road, she got a little bit. So, so yeah, using her is a terrible judge. Oh if the suspension is not literally just granite or just plates bolted together, <laughs> she might get car sick. 
You know, and I'm I'm looking at pictures of the interior of the uh, of the lacrosse right now, and I've never actually looked at the inside of one of these, and it is honestly, like you said, ridiculously small. They show a picture of a guy driving, and he is tucked in like this. The yeah, gear like you are almost, in it. The gear shifter is almost hitting his forearm, and his elbow is actually below the armrest. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's. It's very cocoony. I mean, like, once you get in it and you're on the highway, like, it's super comfy, like a big lazy boy chair. The seats just kind of hug you, and the whole cabin just kind of hugs you. And even when you're holding on to the steering wheel, you can get your elbows down and rest them, and you just kind of hold on and just go where you're going. But, yeah, it was just like for such a – I mean, it's not a massive car, but it's not a tiny one either. I just – I'm like, there's not much room up here. Yeah. Well, I mean, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's kind of a shame, I guess, because – Buick, I, don't, I, I still think they, they kind of cater to that older crowd, and, you know, they like to frequent buffets, and that might not, that might, you know what I'm getting at. They're, they might well, not. Well, there's, uh, there's plenty of Ford in the back room. <laughs> not as much left and right as you wanted. Yeah, I'm sorry about the funky noise. I dropped my coaster. Well, that's, <laughs> I picked up my cup, and the coaster came attached, and the coaster wasn't attached anymore. <laughs> All right, but but let's move on to what we're all really here for, or at least me. Um, Mark, please make me want to buy a Hyundai Genesis sedan. Well, you should, because this car... <sighs> I'm sad I'm not in it right now. Like, I've never felt so strongly about a car. Like, this thing literally was just downright amazing. Um, you know, looks are subjective, People, people are going to have their different opinions about how it looks. I like it. I think it looks maybe a little plain in the front, but, you know, I'll get over that because the inside was very nice. Um, the pictures really don't do it justice. Um, the seats are so padded. The seats, they're, they're just so comfortable. They're infinitely adjustable. The steering is, uh, you know, tilt telescope. You can just, it is like a lazy boy. You can just get in there and just be really comfortable. Um the gear shift, I loved how, I guess, snickety it is. You, you, it just has a short throw, and um, from park to drive, really nice. It's got also the uh, the forward and back rock for the uh, the gear selector. Um, put it in sport mode, the suspension tightens up just a little bit. Uh, shifts are a lot quicker. Steering changes just a smidge. I was really tearing up some back roads. Like, I said it in my article, I'm, I'm no Mario Andretti, but, like, I was inducing some understeer pretty heavily um, around these corners. I was really enjoying it, really, really enjoying it. Well, so the understeer sort of, because uh, I read your piece. Nice, nice job, by the way, especially on the uh, photos. I taught you well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, though, actually, the photos were pretty good. I was, I, was, I appreciate I was, that. I was really, really impressed with a lot of that. But um, like, I know who Hyundai is trying to compete with. And yes, part of it is Lexus and stuff like that. But yeah. a big part of it is Mercedes and BMW and yeah. Audi. And I have spent lots of time in Audis. And I've spent lots of time in BM BMWs. And except for Audi's all-wheel drive system when I'm really, really beating on it, Understeer is not a thing you get. You get this really nice, perfect neutral balance and maybe a bit of oversteer on a lot of these cars. And I know Hyundai has done it in, in looks. Like, I look at the photos, and people can say, oh, it looks too much like this or it looks too much like that. I don't care. I think that car looks like a billion dollars. Yeah, I think it's original. I don't think it looks like any Audi or Mercedes ever, you know, ever built. 
I mean, you can always pull out details from things. If people are really annoyed about it, I can tell you that um, I think it's the third gen uh, Impreza taillights look a lot like the last gen uh, BMW 5, 5 series taillights. Oh no, BMW ripped off Subaru. Yeah. Whatever. There's only so much you can do with design and regulations and everything. But the actual car, I think, looks great. And I know Hyundai's done a lot with their new engines, which I'm going to ask you about those in just a second. Oh, yeah. Nice. When I hear that you're going nuts and you start to hit understeer, I know that's safer, but that makes me worry that it's not going to be as good of a drive as I could get in one of the competitors. Well, granted, I'm sure it's not the handler that, say, the 5 Series is, but I only induced understeer one time, and it was literally about a 90-degree bend in the road, and I jerked the wheel under power. And okay. uh, I was I was pushing the car I think too hard. Um, I misjudged the corner and was entering it too quickly. So I was not. It was not an everyday driving situation that the understeer occurred in. Well, um, and, and 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 so the understeer might have been a Mark error, not a Hyundai error. I think it was a me error. Yeah. Okay. Like I say, I'm no I'm no race car driver or anything like that, but. Um, the car felt really balanced. The most most of the time I spent was in the V6 rear wheel drive, which technically is the base car, but I think it felt the best. Um, See, that's that's what I wanted to ask you about. Yeah, it really their all wheel drive platform only adds about 140 pounds. That's it, but it just felt more balanced. The steering was lighter, which I like, and I was able to throw it around a little bit more than the all-wheel drive. The V6 is plenty powerful. It's 311 horsepower. That's just as much, if not more, than the competitors. Um, it just felt right. It really did. Um, there wasn't much of a tr- throttle tip in. Uh, there was nothing funky about the throttle. It was smooth, linear. I had n- no issues with um, acceleration or deceleration, passing. Everything just it seemed to work really well. I didn't find anything that I said, wow, they could really improve on that. Now, well, one issue good. I've run into before with uh, Hyundai and Kia luxury models is a little bit of a uh, little bit of road noise and so forth with with the larger rims. Do you hear any of that in this? Does it come through your suspension? Okay, so it did have a little bit of tire thump, but you know, I think that was mostly due to the kind of the broken roads around some of the places that we were at. Um, we did go through some construction zones where they had chopped up the pavement. It was like that real rough right before they paved it again. But, I mean, you know, come on. Uh, otherwise than that, I mean, with the stereo off, with AC off, the windows up, and everyone just start quiet, the car was pretty quiet itself. I didn't really hear any wind noise around the mirrors, around the, the A-pillars or anything like that. It was really a serene environment. It really yeah, was. And when you get into this kind of car, you do have to kind of compensate for the fact that you're not you're you're not paying for a Mercedes for a reason. Yeah. Um, you're yeah. getting that well, lower price car, and you have to compensate. You know, a little bit of road noise, maybe. I'm sure the engine, the V6, is a little bit loud. It's had the same issue in the uh, the Cadenza. The V6 was a little bit loud. I don't know. I think I think Hyundai kind of they may have priced up a little bit on this one because I didn't hear any any crazy noises. Okay. In fact, I kind of wish the V6 was a little louder. Yes, maybe they fixed that issue. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, NHV well, was was very solid on the car. Um, I mean, the V8 was a little bit louder, but I mean, not by much. And I even wish the V8 had more of a throaty sound to it. You know, I wish there was some, like in sport mode, it got louder or something like that. But it did, it didn't. It was just, it was almost too quiet. Well, and and 
one thing, um, and it's something that I've definitely noticed, is like I know that technically like Kia and Hyundai are under the same umbrella. Yeah. But they operate as separate entities. And okay. So I've always felt like a lot of Hyundai stuff is always just a bit nicer than Kia's stuff. Okay, yeah. So think about this, right? The new Genesis is new. It has a new platform that no one else has. Even the K900 or whatever it is, it's on the old Genesis platform. This one is totally new. It's all aluminum. It's uh, like, I don't know, 45% stiffer or something like that. Uh, it no, no other Kia Hyundai car shares this platform, so it's all new. Um, so all the stuff that you know about the Cadenza, the K900, even the old Genesis, just throw it out the window because this is a new car. The only carryover parts are the engines and um, and the transmission. But the V6... Well, even, even the engines were modified, right? Yeah, even the V6, well, both of them were modified. The V8 less so. I think it got a, a new lower friction um, crankshaft spindle or something like that. Not really a big deal. But the V6... They, they they worked it up a little bit more to where it's got more mid-range power and more torque, easily more easily accessible. It does have one foot-pound more uh, torque, but it did decrease the horsepower by about 22 horses. Not a big deal because that power is more accessible in like the lower RPM range. So it feels peppier than it did the last year. Well, that's a big thing a lot of people don't take into account as to how accessible the power really is. Exactly. You have 500 horsepower, but that 500 horsepower comes at 8,500 on a 9,000 RPM red line. You have that much peak horsepower. That's it. Yeah, and that, that's the thing too. I mean the, the RPM red line on this thing was decreased by 400 revs, so it's now 6,000 as your red line. But, I mean, you get it at 4,500 RPM and you're flying. I mean the thing really does. It does a Good job for a V6. I mean, now, 311 horsepower. The all-wheel drive is only available on the V6, correct? Unfortunately, so. But this is an all-new V or all-new uh, all-wheel drive platform. And Hyundai, the reason they wanted to do the all-wheel drive is they felt like they were missing sales in like the northern part and Canada. Um, you know, especially with the BMW and Mercedes having their all-wheel drive platforms, yep. they felt like they were losing a lot of sales. Um, so that's why they added the the all-wheel drive. But you can't get it with a V8. Well, but they're not the only company that does that. Uh, Jag That's is, true. Jag, Jag is the same way. If you want an all-wheel drive Jag, you get their supercharged V6. That's it. That's the only engine option they have with all-wheel drive. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, it saves them money, too, because, I mean, really, how many people are going to pay the extra for the V8 and the all-wheel drive? Because the all-wheel drive, I think, is about a $3,000 option. Ooh. I think. I don't That's a little know. stiff. Maybe it's two. I really can't remember. I mean, like, I could see it being three grand. It's just, that's that's a little up there. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, it is it is what it is. Hang on, let me look here. He has paperwork, just like I me. Did, I, <laughs> ah, no, this is for the, the 5.0. This is for not stickers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a build sheet here for the 5-liter V8. But I have know, a whole pile of stickers. <laughs> well, I have one for the Durango too, but uh, we're done talking yeah. about that. So yeah, let's see what I've got. I've got Lacrosse 500, 500 of Barth, Legacy, a couple Subarus. Yeah, I, I have a file folder full of uh, um, window stickers. Yep. So I've got the GTR window window sticker too. Oh, nice. Mm, I remember this one. 2012 Sierra Denali 2500 four x four. Okay. 
The all-wheel drive is twenty five hundred bucks. <laughs> oh, you okay. did look it up. Yes. Okay. Except so, that's I mean, a little stiff. Yeah, but you know, I I feel like still twenty five hundred dollars is cheaper than a Lexus. It's cheaper than a uh, Mercedes. It's cheaper than a BMW. And you're getting, I think, an equal if not better car. But it doesn't come with that name. But yeah. at the same time, a Lexus didn't come with a Lexus name. Ten years ago, either or fifteen. No, know? that is that is a hundred percent true. And I, I do want to talk about this because I think you know I read a lot of the comments on the, the the piece that I wrote, and they were all bashing Hyundai. Like I would never spend fifty grand on a Hyundai. <sighs> yeah, maybe not, but I think you should get you know at least give them a chance because they are building that brand reputation. They they have to start from somewhere. And ten years ago, they were building crap cars, and they know that. But now yeah. they're not building crap cars. They're building really decent cars that are worth the money. And the new Genesis, I think, is is front and center on that. I, it's I I hate to sound like a broken record, but really I didn't not like anything about the car. It just it handled well. All the options worked well. The system, the sound system in the car, oh my gosh, like put me in like a cathedral somewhere. This it really did sound awesome. That's um, really good. Yeah, and I know Christian, you're a big stickler on the sound systems. I um, guess I'm wearing a different set of headphones today too, by the way. I know. I like to change it up a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, it's uh, really fit and finish, amazing. Well, a lot of yeah. these people, a lot of these people, to sit there and say they wouldn't pay fifty grand for a Hyundai, put them in an Equus, and then put them in a top level S class, and say, okay, this car is about half the price. Which one do you want? Yeah, I mean, right. <laughs> And and that's the thing. The people who are buying, you know, sixty thousand dollar Equuses or, or S classes, they gotta have some sort of financial sense. I mean, not, they're not stupid people. So I mean, if they can get an equal car for half the price, I mean, that's a darn good selling point to me, at least. You know, maybe right. maybe if they've got old money or something like that, maybe so the S class. But I don't know. Well, but and 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 also there's a there's this thing like I wouldn't pay fifty grand for a Hyundai, and especially this is true with the Equus. You're not paying fifty grand for a Hyundai. You're paying fifty grand for an Equus or eighty grand or however I think it's sixty seven, sixty five or whatever like that. Yeah. yeah, but but that's you're not paying for Hyundai. You're paying for an Equus. Like they have specialized dealers, specialized service. Like they they do everything they can to separate that from the Hyundai brand. And and two the Equus. Well, but, and they did that with the uh, Genesis too, though. Like anytime you talk to someone about the Genesis, who's in Hyundai, they don't say this is the Hyundai Genesis. It is the Genesis. This is the Genesis. And there's literally one Hyundai badge on the entire card, and that's on the trunk. No, one. that's a lie. I believe there's tiny, tiny ones in the in the center caps on the wheels. No, they're no, like, I... there. Or at least there was on the on the very nope. last generation. No, nope, not this one. Really, no, they got rid of those too. So it's just are... the one on the back. They are the uh, the Genesis little flying wings. Oh, flying wings! I I do kind of like that logo actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what it looks like. No, I mean the same the same one that's blown up uh, here on my on my review of the the one on the uh, the hood is that's what the same thing that's in okay. the um, on the on the wheel caps. Yeah. So, there you go. Oh, one, and there's a Hyundai one. badge. There's a Hyundai badge on the engine cover, on both um, the. Uh, well, the but no one's no one's gonna see that. No, no. but I mean it's you know. If you peel that Hyundai sticker off and and just ask a random person on the street, who do you think makes this car? Nobody can pick a Hyundai. Yeah, I I wouldn't say anyone's gonna be like, oh, that's a cheap Hyundai. 
No, they're going to be like, wow, does Audi have a new model or you know whatever? I, I really do. I I have a lot of good stuff to say about this car. I really do. Oh, and and just randomly because I saw the sticker really quick. I talking about that uh, G twenty five sedan from Infinity. Yeah. Basically, all this all the same options just had a four cylinder instead of a V six. Final sticker after destination and everything, uh, thirty five grand, three hundred ninety five dollars. So full sticker grand cheaper than the uh, Buick. Even yeah. the base model, the base model lacrosse is like thirty three five or something like that. So yeah. it's even good there. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know the Hyundai, uh, it's it's got its own little price points here too. I mean, if you get the base model V six with with rear wheel drive, you're looking at thirty eight grand even. Now, my top of the line tester that I took for the pictures that you see in the pictures on the website, that listed for fifty five thousand seven hundred. Um, That's a but, little. But it comes with the ultimate package, which is like the top dog thing, heads-up display, the premium navigation, the Lexicon 17-speaker system. Uh, it's got the uh, 17 uh, speakers. Yeah, I was seven. just thinking. <laughs> yep. It's Lexicon 17-speaker uh, discrete Logic 7 Holy audio system. Crap! That's a Wow, that's a lot of speakers. <laughs> I'm telling you, dude, that the system in this car is nice. Like, we stopped at a gas station one point in time to change drivers on this driver out, and while everyone else is waiting in line to go pee, I stayed in the car and plugged in my uh, iPhone, and I have a test mix of, of songs on my phone that I know how they sound with good speakers, and this just blew that out of the water. I mean, I was fiddling with the bass, the mids, and the trebles. Oh, my gosh, dude. It it blew me out of the water. It really does. It's awesome. But any a long story short, the car is really nice. I I would people need to sit in the car before they make a judgment on. Oh, I wouldn't pay fifty grand for a Hyundai. Okay, because yeah. I mean, like, I'm so interested in this car because like everything looks like Hyundai's really gotten it right. Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm just like, I enjoy a BMW a lot, and I just I need some seat time. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, too. And, you know, I talked to a lot of engineers and a lot of product planners while I was there, and the guys were saying, you know, look, we, we understand. We're not going to, to conquest that buyer who is diehard 5 Series that has every model 5 Series in the past 10 years. We're you not going to get him. We're not going to get him. What we are aiming for is we're looking for the high-end, like uh, Ford uh, Fusion buyer, the the high-end Acura. The, I mean, those kind of like the mid-range cars. We're not we're competing with the BMW and Mercedes and Audi, but we are an alternative to them, not a um, direct replacement. Yeah, think. not a direct replacement. So I mean, they don't expect for you know a you know Audis and BMWs to be traded in for this car. But I mean, I mean, they'll probably get a few. But. Yeah, I mean, I, I think so because I really do like this car, and, and honestly, I think BMW is kind of losing their flair, uh, if I can say that. Well, <laughs> no, I'll give you that one. Yeah, they've, yeah, they've totally gone agree. down a bit. But yeah, it's, it's, and I notated this in the article too, down at the bottom. You know, Acura, that new TXL or LT, whatever yes, it's called. Thanks. It's like fried grits warmed over. I mean, it just—it's boring to me. <laughs> And suddenly, southern roots have just come out. (laughs) But, I mean, like, this car is so much... There's so much more life in this car, I feel like, than the other one. So, you know, Acura buyers, go take a look at the uh, the Genesis. 
So. All right. Well, hopefully I'll 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 have one in the uh, driveway someday, and I can give it a throw. Because I mean, I I am I'm so interested in it, it's, and it looks like they did so good. But I'm just, I know how big the hurdle is they have to overcome to get a lot of buyers, and I'm really excited to see if they made it. Yeah, that's, that's kind of what it comes comes down to for me. Yeah. Oh, and you know one one of the coolest things that this car had. It's one of the higher options on the uh, like the ultimate package. But anyway, they figured out that. CO2 levels or high levels of CO2 inside a car is what makes you sleepy on drives. So they have this sensor that's in the AC system that detects those levels, and if they get too high, it will open up the exterior air to come in, and it wakes you up. Like, that's kind of cool. How cool is that? <laughs> so, totally automatically. So there's so, no vibrating seat or anything like Mercedes does? <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't watch your eyeballs and see what you're looking at. Check out oh, I'm sleeping. <laughs> I'm awake. <laughs> no, but it does. It does have the haptic steering wheel for uh, lane departure and stuff, which I do say that works really well. Um, I'm driving the new Silverado now with the vibrating seats for the lane departure. Nowhere close to the Hyundai. It works so much better than that. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's it's really good. All right. Well, we've babbled on long enough. Let's let's move on to actual real news. Um, before we go to the news, I wanted to remind everybody that we are on iTunes now. So um, woo, woo. if you're a fan of just subscribing to podcasts, you can subscribe to the iTunes pod- podcast. Um, I think usually, like, because we update the site on Thursday, I think the podcast usually hits Thursday evening, uh, Friday morning on iTunes. Um, please, it makes us feel good. It makes us look good. It makes car brands like us. If you would go ahead and give us a little rating, uh, just number of stars. You can run over there real quick and click on it. If you want to write us a little review, that'd be super awesome as well. Um, the more ratings and subscribers and stuff that we have and the more reviews we have, the more power we have for you guys. So if you want to see all three of us meet somewhere and drive Hyundais, if we have a million people that read this podcast, we can say a million people want this, and then Hyundai will try and get us together so we could do stuff like that for you guys. So please uh, subscribe and comment and rate and do all that stuff. It makes us look good. Yeah. Um, yay, iTunes. Also, uh, before we go much further, we are thinking about doing live recording of this show. Scary. Yes, very (laughs) scary. Us uh, live. Hmm. (laughs) You're asking for trouble on that one. I promise I will try not to curse or punch kittens. (laughs) 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 Stupid cat. Um, But uh, what do you guys think? Would you like to watch us live? Um, Obviously, the show will still be recorded and it will still go up later. Um, and if you did want to see us live, uh, what time in the day would work best for you? Don't give me 11.45 because that's when I go to lunch. Give me a big break, like early morning, afternoon, mid-afternoon, later. Give me a time frame, like sometime between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. or sometime between 9 a.m. and noon. You know, so give sometime me a... between Monday and Friday. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> let's not go that far either. Don't listen to Mark. I'm going to kick him off the podcast by accident. You should always listen to me. No, I'm full of good advice. No, no, you're Pull not. something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Anyways, we might do a live show. Please let us know what you guys think think about that. Um, as always, you can reach us. Uh, podcast at topspeed.com is our email address. You can hit us on Twitter at topspeedpodcast. Um, comments like you're always doing, that sort of jazz. But let's go ahead and move into the news. The first thing we're going to talk about is a story from Justin, and it is about how one of the coolest cars on sale today is getting even better. <laughs> Justin, please yes. tell me about the 2015 Chevrolet SS. 
Oh, yeah. We have yelled for it and screamed for it and <sighs> cried and boo-hooed about it. There's not much change coming to the Chevy SS. It's going to have the same old V8 engine, 400 and uh, I can't remember, 415 horsepower, I think it was. Yeah. But the big thing is you can now have the option as of 2015, according to uh, Motor Trend, I think it was, yep. that there will be a six-speed manual transmission available. Three pedals for the Yes, three pedals, four doors, badass. Um, yes. Oh, I cannot wait. I love yeah. this car. So it is. It, it's ready to take the next step. Um, obviously, sales were good enough um, to release it in limited fashion this year. So obviously, sales were good enough to go ahead and bring that six-speed transmission over with it. Now, there's. We're not too sure if it's going to inherit the uh, six-speed out of an existing car, maybe the Camaro, or if they're going to bring the six-speed all the way from Australia. That's on the. Uh, the uh, whatever it's called, the Holden Commodore now. Yeah. Uh, that's well, still unsure. Aren't those the same transmissions? The, the I'm, I'm not 100% sure if they're the same transmission because they didn't bring the same engine by my knowledge, so they may use a different transmission too. I'm not 100% sure on that. Okay, yeah. I'd yeah. say it's probably most likely just going to be the general Tremec 6-speed. Six, that's what's uh, in the old Corvettes. That's what's in the Camaros. Like, like That's their general go-to. It's a solidly built, easy to get a hold of, fairly cheap tranny that fits to most most anything. Yeah, um, that'd, be, so. that'd be the most likely scenario, and it probably is what they have in the Holden. It's just Holden doesn't give quite as much information as Chevy does because they're a little smaller, so they only release certain information. Um, but yes, six-speed transmission, four doors, ch charger kiss my ass, and I want the SS. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, I feel the same way. Just give me an LS motor, and, and I'm good. See, yeah, I don't, I don't care that it looks like a Malibu. I don't care it looks like a Malibu on the outside. I just want the V8 four doors speed. I'm happy. Just the get Chevy it. Small block get fixes, fixes everything. What'd yeah. you say? I said I said a Chevy small block can fix anything and get it in black. Do not buy it in white. Anyone who buys a police <laughs> issue car in white should be murdered. <laughs> Why? Then it's crazy. Then, then you get behind people and you just sit there and scare the living crap out of them. No, that's what's annoying is when I am driving maybe slightly quicker than I should be and I look out on the horizon and I see a white charger coming towards me, that puts me in a situation. <laughs> the only cars in the world that should be sold white are police cars and that's it. <laughs> So if you see a white car, you know this is a law enforcement officer. Yeah, yeah, that's the bad thing about these days. There's like, you know, the Crown Vic is getting phased out, and now there's like four or five options for cops, and it's like I have to learn these headlight patterns and how they look and taillight patterns, and I'm like, ah, yeah, it used to be that's a Taurus, but is it real? You know, like. <laughs> It used to be so obvious back in the day. You'd, you'd see the lights behind you, see a nice long light. You know, oh, that's a police car. Better slow down. It's like a priest or a crown dick. Better slow down. Now, yeah, right. you'd say, wait, is that a Camaro or is that a Z28? What is that behind me? <laughs> yep. Yeah, and then hard. so many of them are now doing the light bar is embedded in the headliner instead of on the top. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. So annoying. How am I going to speed slightly if I can't tell if you're going to catch me? <laughs> <laughs> it's very annoying. But yes, so the SS will now have a six-speed, and there's going to be some other goodies. You know, they get some extra technology gadgets here and there. But oh, the big no, no, news, no. big one you missed, magnetic yeah. suspension. Oh yes, thank you. I was just about to get to yeah. that. I was rereading my piece, and I was just going to get to that. It's now going to borrow yes the magnetic ride control from the Corvette and ZL1, uh, the Corvette and Camaro ZL1. So you're going to get a little bit better handling. Which you know what else that's in? See, 
Audi modified version of that system. It's in all of the Cadillac V models, yep. and Ferrari uses a model that's based on the Delphi design that GM uses in almost every single one of one of their cars as well. Nice, and now they can put a handling by Ferrari on the side of it. Cadillac <laughs> did that ad once. Did you ever see that ad? No, I just remember. It was an ad of a Ferrari blistering around a racetrack, and it's like, this is the Ferrari 458 or whatever. It uses one of the most advanced magnetic ride control systems ever created. It's this magnetic suspension, and they borrowed it from us, and the Cadillac CTSV comes flying out from behind the Ferrari and bolts past it. Fantastic. <laughs> Miracle. Yeah. <laughs> Where does Ferrari get its suspension? From Cadillac. <laughs> General Motors. <laughs> Miracle. I need a cheeseburger with extra bacon. <laughs> Actually, now I'm kind of hungry. Yeah, Uh-oh. that doesn't sound really good. <laughs> mm, cheeseburger. Random bacon. thought of the day. Bacon. <laughs> yes. But, like, I so I've, I've not been able to drive one of the new SS, but I've been in the passenger seat of one that's been hooned a bit. And, like, it, it looks and feels very good. And I spent time in the old G8, and I spent time in the old GTO, and I was so sad that both of those cars died because they were fantastic machines that nobody seemed to care about. And I'm glad that GM won't let it die. Like, no one wants to buy the GTO. We're going to make it go away and bring it back, like, two doors or, with like, two years later with some extra doors on it. And now it's a totally different car. It's the G8. And then Pontiac went under, and that car died, and they left, and they're like... Look, this is totally not that same car. It's got a Chevy badge on the front of it. And I'm glad they won't let it die, and I'm glad they keep making it better. And it's something every family man should buy, especially if you can't afford the BMW. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it is kind of priced a little up there. It's like in the low 40s. But um, well, the thing but it's, like, you're, you're, you're looking at M5 performance. Well, yeah, true. And now with a six-speed. The thing about that I really don't like is GM is really holding back with the numbers on this. I mean, they only made like what five thousand of them last year. If I mean, they made they they made enough to recoup their costs. Well, yeah, but I mean, you know, come on, bring them on, send me well, one. They, they kind of have to roll it out slowly. They're they're importing this car, and it's kind of an untested market. I already failed once with Pontiac, so they don't want to just roll this thing out there and say, hey, go ahead and have at it and have them all sit on lots like uh, <clears throat> SRT. <clears throat> Yeah, I mean they're being they're being smart about it. Um, yeah. they're not bringing in more than they need to. Uh, I wonder if they've taken a lesson. Like Volkswagen is really good at this. If you want a Golf R or if you want a diesel-powered VW, they're kind of hard to find because Volkswagen knows basically exactly how many are going to be sold, and they import that many plus like ten. That's yeah. that's a, a, about it. So I guarantee you, Chevy did a lot of work on this market and how many of these cars are actually going to sell. Yeah. And well, two another thing is I think that Chevy is kind of getting back to the race on Sunday, sale on Monday type deal because you know, the new SS are, are kind of what they're racing in NASCAR. Not that I follow NASCAR a lot, but um, I, I just think that the car resonates more with those NASCAR fans than, say, like the Malibu of last year, which who wants to race a Malibu, please? So, I mean, yeah. like, it's actually a legitimate car that, you know, someone can say, yeah, Jeff Gordon rides this car, you know? So, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best, worst accent ever. <laughs> Come on, man. I can, I can do some country accents. I'm from Tennessee, son. I know, but, like, you did a terrible job with that one. Man. That's Jeff Gordon drives this car, man. Yeah. Eat my pork rind just to drive my Chevy SS. All right. We need to. <laughs> wow. We've been, we've been going a long time. We need to get moving. <laughs> 
Um, all right, the next story is one from me. We're going to do it super quick uh, because there's not a super ton to say about it. Um, yesterday we posted, or I guess it was two days ago now, we posted the first video of a LaFerrari. LaFerrari. Yes, you guys may remember that uh, Ferrari had posted a $70,000 fine for releasing info about this early. And uh, we don't know if Sport Auto is going to be fined for posting this video. But uh, we do know that they may have found a slight loophole in the wording on the contract because there's not a single word mentioned about this car. And a lot of embargoes are written that way. So, like, you'll see some people who are on press events where they can't tell you what they thought about the car. They can take a picture of the car and post on Twitter or whatever, hey, look, I'm driving this car today. And that's all they're allowed to say. So they might have found a loophole there. But um, well, there's been kind of a new development in it. I don't know if you noticed the uh, the video got yanked down. Uh, really? Not noticed. About about five minutes after we posted it, um, it was yanked <laughs> down. Uh, we posted oh. it at about no, I'm sorry, it's more like 45 minutes. We posted it at about uh, three. Jalopnik caught it at about 4:30, and just after that, yanked down. It's gone. Um, so it was gone pretty quickly, but another one popped up on another feed, but apparently something funky happened there, so well, sure if they, exactly if they it down, it. maybe they didn't really pass there might, been, there might have been an accident, but um, <laughs> yesterday afternoon, Top Gear also released their review of, of the car, full written review and a video review, and oh. they posted it under the headline, this is the first review of the LaFerrari. Maybe they're paying the seventy grand. Yeah, I mean, if anyone has gear. the cash to throw at it, it's Top Gear. <laughs> yeah, Jeremy pure profit out of his own pocket. <laughs> yeah. Well, it wasn't the uh, three. It wasn't Jeremy, James, and Richard. It, it was the magazine. It's their blog, yeah. Group, but but yeah. Um, wow. I would say they got a pretty good budget too. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, all the reviews should be out now. Um, I've read like three or four of them now. Um, basically, here's what it comes down to. The Ferrari is a terrible, stupid name. But if you want to own the Ferrari, this is the Ferrari to own. It's the fastest thing they've ever made. It's the best thing they've ever made. It's not a hybrid. It's not a silly car. It's a freaking bullet with wheels. So, if you're interested, we're going to probably have a couple of videos of those reviews up up, up soon. But uh, search out some, some of those reviews. They're fantastic. Read them. Um... Let's see. We've got a little piece here from Mark about uh, an electric car company. Oh, yes. Uh, we Fisker. have some news about Fisker. You know, those of us, including me, who were like, oh, well, there goes another car company. You just kind of counted out <laughs> Fisker as they dwindled away into oblivion. Well, it looks like they're back. Uh, they got bought by a Chinese car company, um, Wangzing. I don't want to mispronounce it, but I know I just did. Anyway, they they got purchased up. Looks like the name is going to be changed from Fisker to whatever. You know, we don't know that yet. Uh, but the car itself, the Karma, is might possibly get put back into production for 2015. Um, that's kind of good news because I like I really like the look of this car. Well, I got to actually drive the uh, <clears throat> the Fisker Karma about uh, about a year ago is when I first Did started you? here with top speed. Yeah, um, it is an Awesome, awesome car. I mean, 5,000 pounds, it's massive. But once you get it in its full electric and full gasoline mode, it is a very, very quick car. And for as big of a car it is, the center of gravity is so low because where the battery packs are, it actually handles pretty well. I mean, the thing looks like a Batmobile with the way oh, yeah. it's so low. I mean, it, oh, please. It, it looks great, but I was always worried it would be terrible to drive. No, it is it is the exact opposite. Um, 
it was one of the best cars I've had the had the chance to drive. It's smooth. You don't hear any noise. You put it on uh, EV mode on the highway, you hear nothing. Not the cars passing you. Not the wheels on the tire. Not the wheels on the on the road. Just silence. It is that, that incredible. Would me the hell out. It is an awesome <laughs> car, and I felt so Am bad. I, did? <laughs> I felt so bad when it went under because it's such a great car that so few got a chance to enjoy. Yeah. Um, but we all kind of knew it was going to go away. I I called it long ago. Um, so you know, well, I mean, it went. Fisker seemed to have a lot of issues with meeting the government's expectations for whatever the the criteria was to keep their government loan or whatever. So that was the main problem was they 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 had the government loan which kept them afloat, but then they kept failing to hit the goals that the U.S. Department of Energy or whatever had set for the company to hit. Mm-hmm. That combined with a pretty substantial recall right early into the production, that really just chipped them up to where they just couldn't recover. Yeah, um, they, so I mean that that was kind of their downfall right up front. Yeah, they had some other issues on the. I'm sorry, go ahead, Christian. No, they're like, hey, homies, we're poor. <laughs> yeah. They they had some other issues along the way. Uh, the the interface for their uh, their touchscreen was a little bit clunky. They updated it, but then they started charging for the update, which is a little bit shady. Um, but after some complaints, yeah, after some complaints, they stopped charging for it. But they they really had a black eye after all of that combined yeah. together to to just kill them. Um, and there's other people like now. There's one. Uh, my brother-in-law works at a shop that's repairing a Karma because the the uh, the Karma dealership or the Fisker dealership nearby here uh, has shut down its service side. So they're actually fixing it, and the batteries are completely dead. Uh-oh. And Ooh, what can I do about that? They can't buy them anywhere. They're, they've been in contact with, uh, I think it's ABC123 or something like that. That's the name of the battery company. I've yep. uh, been in contact with them, but they are also going through their own financial issues. They're just bought out by somebody else. Yeah, I think uh, they Johnson, might have just Johnson been bought Controls. by Delphi or something. Yeah. Uh, Johnson Controls. Yeah, Johnson wow. Controls bought out. The so, person who builds every battery on the planet. Um, so, I mean, this, this person who has his Fisker is literally up the creek with no... Yeah, he's no, I, and has no no reason. He can't do that's, anything. Right that's now. not good. Now I have heard of companies or one company at least that uh, has the great great idea of dropping an LS motor in these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just screw the battery, drop an LS. Yeah, in, uh, Bob Lutz is behind that. I yeah, think. Bob Lutz is he? Is he? Oh my god, Maximum gosh. Bob. I love that guy. Yeah, Just no, it's that. like if there is a car hero, like if. Gearhead man or petrolhead man was like someone who existed. It's Bob Lutz. Bob Lutz needs a cape. <laughs> he needs a yes. cape. I'm, I'm gonna buy him a cape. We should. The, and have like the top speed logo like embroidered on it. Yeah. And just send it to him. If you guys aren't super familiar with Bob Lutz, I promise you, you actually are, and you just don't know it. The reason the GTO, the new one, existed was Bob Lutz. The reason the G8 existed was Bob Lutz. The reason the Viper exists, because he was at Chrysler, then is Bob Lutz. Everything cool and exciting in V8 or V10 powered that lives in America since about 1980 is because yeah. of Bob Lutz. Yeah, he was pretty much the exact opposite of a bean counter. Like he he made <laughs> he made products that didn't make financial sense for the company, which is kind of the GM's problem. But anyway, like he made really good products. So I mean, yes. you got to give him that. I I love Bob Lutz. He's I'm he's pretty cool. sure his plan was he went to the bean counters and goes, "So I want to build this." V6 powered sports car, rear wheel drive, uh, with just like one seat, and it actually catches on fire as a feature. And they went, 
I don't think you can do that. That makes us really angry. And he went, good. Now that it makes you angry, that V6 is going to become a V12, and it's going to be on fire all the time. And then he would run away and build it. <laughs> he would just ask them, what is the number one thing you don't want me to do? I'm going to do that twice. Yeah, he would build that, yeah. Hey, he's, he's cool. But anyway, another, another good point here about the Karma... Um, looks like the Karma isn't really the only thing that this company is planning on building. In fact, for 2016, they're coming out with a, quote, Surf Wagon. The name, I guess, Surf is going to be the, the name of the car. It's going to uh, be That was already announced as well, actually. Yeah, um, and, then, and then the um, the next one will be the Atlantic, which I guess is a some sort of other entry-level sports car thing for yeah, 2016. Yeah, smaller one. Yeah, it's a smaller uh, Karma, basically. Yeah, yeah so, uh, so basically they're just going to flesh out the entire Karma lineup that was supposed to exist. Basically, so I mean, that seems pretty cool. How cool is that? I, I really think it's cool because I mean, the karma it had such good potential, but it, just bad management and bad money skills or whatever, you know, just it, it drowned the company. Great bad ideas people. made with terrible decisions. Yeah, well, sounds like no, yeah. never mind. <laughs> All right, um, we have well, we have a few more news stories to go, but we are running super short on time. Um, Justin wanted to talk about a diesel-powered supercar, which is really crazy and awesome, but I think we might have to move that till next week because we have one, two, three questions and own drive burn to go, and we're actually at an hour now. Yep, let's rock um, and roll. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and move to questions and answers. Uh, we're going to cover diesel supercar next week. We're going to cover a cool new mechanic video game next week, and we might cover some Aston Martin stuff next week too. Uh, so stay tuned then. Um, but jump right into question and answer. First one is from Sammy833. Hey guys, I hope the next podcast will have some video. The last one actually had video, it just showed up like a day and a half late, so if you go to the YouTube site, you can still find it. But this one does have video, and we're here, oh, we're doing oh. video. Yay us! Hi! Um, you got my gangster signs I threw? I'm, I'm no gangster signs. Yo, yo, yo! yo. <laughs> Mark, what up, what up? You were just talking about fried grits, you the anti-gangster. <laughs> Alright, anyways, question for you guys. What is the most insane way you would destroy a car you hate? <sighs> Uh, Sammy would probably first take an axe and hit it until they got tired and then throw it off a cliff and maybe set fire to it. No, no, no. So we'll let Justin go first. Oh, thank you. I would go totally Demolition Man style, cryogenically free, freeze it, then go Terminator style and blast it to a bazillion pieces and just spread it all over the country just for the hell of it, just to do no, it. Okay, so that's, that's not cool at all. Because, I mean, how fun is that, right? It's like five minutes of fun. No, I'm talking about, like, you got to get it on the interstate and shove it in reverse. Like, yeah, like gears grinding and smoke and, like, just put it in first gear and rev to, like, 10,000 RPMs and leave it there and just watch the engine melt from under the car. Like, that's sort of fun, I'm thinking, like, picturing up in my head. But that doesn't really destroy it. That destroys the oh, engine. I mean, you yeah. got to just obliterate it. Yeah, but I mean, you're working up to it, right? So once <laughs> once you're you know smoking and running hot and everything like that, then you enter in like a demolition derby and you start taking people out. You know, come on. See, I'm okay, talking like destruction that's, from the inside out. That's that's kind of fun. Um, for me, it really depends on the car. Um, but personally, a car I would love to kill would be a big school bus or like a Greyhound bus. Oh yeah, that's cool. Um. And this is multiple reasons, and we're going to go into that. Uh, the first thing I would do... Childhood is, fantasies coming true. Is, ...is I would set the inside of it on fire. 
not from the outside, set the inside of it on fire and put it out before I am left with not much else. So I, I have charred insides and still a solid metal shell. And then I want to take a mounted machine gun and cut <laughs> it in half with the machine gun. <laughs> Go through five billion rounds, I don't care, and just actually physically hit it so many times and blow away so much metal in the middle that I cut it into two separate halves. And then I would take those two separate halves, I would drain all the fluids out of it, and I would sink it in the ocean. And the cool thing is, is because I'm a diver, I'm a scuba diver, I have now melted, shot, and destroyed a car, and now I have an extra cool place to go diving. <laughs> I, I like the, the eco-friendly aspect of it there. Yeah, like, oh, the fluids. Yeah, well, <laughs> okay, hey, you know what? Part of being a diver is learning to be responsible for your diving area. Just like if you're a hiker, you don't go and throw snicker wrappers where you go hiking. You take care of where, where you hike. So, yeah, you drain the fluids, sink it to the bottom of the ocean, and eventually it'll be, like, covered in coral and, you know, algae and gunk and fish will live in it. And, like, so you'd be like, I'm swimming through a school bus that's been blasted in half with, with a machine gun. By the way, there's a shark. Ah! <laughs> so that's... And yeah, Tiburon. <laughs> All right. Uh, the next one is from Kirby91. And Kirby, it's a great question, but I can tell you, at least personally, I'm going to be very vague with my answers because... Well, we need to be. Um, Kirby91 would like to know, what is the fastest speed we have ever driven and with what car? Who's going to break the ice on this one? Um, we're going to make Mark go first. Mark, what is your personal VMAX? Um, I'm going to go ahead and alter the question slightly. I'm not necessarily sure we should go through what cars. All right, so, well, I can say, because it's not a press car, my personal VMAX uh, was in my dad's VET, 71. It's got the 454 in it. Uh, it was about 130. Um, unfortunately, he was driving at the time because I was like 10. But 130, I guess, give or take. Uh, I recently hit 120 in a car, but it was a press car, so I can't quite say. <laughs> oh, see, so yeah, I'm not even Oh, I didn't. I'm sorry. That was, that was not that fast. I know you're going to win, and I know what car it was in. Yeah. And so does everyone else. You must okay. have to say it. Well, so we know I'm going to win, and everybody might not know the car, um, but, but we're going to let Justin go go next. Okay. My personal best, I can say what car it was because it's my personal car, is in my uh, <clears throat> my Mazda Speed Miata, um, driving back up from, uh, from Florida. No specifics, though, but their big pack of supercars came cruising by me, and they were doing about – uh, 120 miles an hour, and I, I kept pace of them about 120, 125 or so. That's cool. And then that car, 120, 125, is scary. That's pretty rough for a... Uh, yeah, for that's a, a small a car, and that's a quick speed. That's very scary. <laughs> um, so I am a massive idiot. Well, we know um, that. And I like to do very stupid things, but granted, I do for or I did for a long time also have access to a private runway, which helps a lot. But um, I have had more than ten cars above a speed of 145. My personal Vmax is 169 miles an hour. Nice number. <laughs> yes. Um, and hopefully golf, that's a golf lap for those of you who can't see yeah. the video. I'm 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 still working on how I might make it happen, but um, next week I'm going to be in Texas testing out some new Cooper tires, and uh, 
Last time I was there, they had some Corvettes, and they had a pretty sweet decked out and modified uh, Mercedes C C63 AMG. Ooh. So um, they didn't let me on the high-speed track last time, but they have a high-speed oval track. Um, I'm going to try and see if I can beat my personal best next week in Texas. I'm going to see if Cooper Tires will let me in, let me in the Corvette on the track, and I'm going to try and beat that 169. But um, well, just tell yeah. them that you work for a website called Top Speed. And yeah, I really it's need kind of a requirement for me to, you know, yeah. obviously, obviously, <laughs> for me to hey. get paid and, and feed my small children. Three. <laughs> hey, you know, what? we're one of the biggest automotive sites <laughs> in the world. Um, if you guys don't know, because we are awesome, uh, we've been rated like number three automotive site in the in the U.S. Like, I mean, we're a massive site, so we should get to do super cool things like that. Yeah, um, awesome. Thank you guys for reading and tuning in and having three million people like us because we appreciate that. We do like but, uh, that. Yeah, but uh, like so yeah, like I said, I've had multiple multiple cars over uh, 145. Um, cars that I've gotten over 155 is shorter. I've only done that in three cars, and then yeah, my personal best is 169. So um, let's go ahead and move on to our last question. It's from Crazy Egg, and I almost read that as Crazy Greg. Um, Crazy <laughs> Egg with three Gs. He says, regarding the GTR, Mr. Moe, did you find that car to be soulless or too digital because I read a lot of car articles and seen a lot of reviews that people say it's like driving a video game, but somehow you doubt it. Um, here's one thing straight up. It's a lot of it is going to be depending on what you've driven. If the only car you've ever been in is your mom's Camry, yes, the GTR is going to be this incredible life-changing experience. If you've been in something like a Porsche, or you've been in a Cadillac CTS-V, or an M3, or almost, uh, anything that Jag makes for the most part, Hyundai Genesis. I've not <laughs> driven it, so I'm not going to go that far. But um, the GTR does feel different. It does feel a little video gamey. Part of it is the incredible abilities that it has. You can, I could literally, and like I know for a fact that there's this turn just down from my house that in my Porsche 944, 35. Like that is the absolute maximum speed I can take that turn. The road is 55, but that one turn, like it's 35 max. And at that speed in my 944, things are a little bit iffy and the rear end feels a little loose and it's slightly scary. I can blow through that turn at 60 miles an hour in the GTR, leaning back with one hand, just whoop. The car is so powerful and so impressive that your brain can't really comprehend it, and everything feels easy, and everything just sort of does it for you. So yeah, when you're in like a Miata, and you take that turn at 35 miles an hour, you're hanging on, you can feel the back end of the car, and you're right on the edge. And in the GTR, you could do it in your sleep. And so that gives you this really different feeling. Until you start to hit the really, really high ends of what this vehicle can offer, it's actually not that exciting. Launch control is bonkers. The most exciting thing I've ever done in any car ever is launch control in a GTR. I'm surprised it doesn't give you a concussion with how <laughs> fast you get off the line. But if you're not like pounding it 100% on a racetrack, it is a little boring. You do feel a little detached from the experience because... It is so much better than you could ever be that you just can't quite ever match up to it. So, yeah, I mean, it's not quite like a video game, but it's definitely not as exciting or as fun as you get even in something like a Miata. 
I mean, if you're really caning on, on a Miata, it has a much better feel to it. It's a better experience to be a driver than you get out of the GTR. Well, um, I, because, I imagine a Miata is fun to drive at, like, five tenths, where a GTR is only fun at, you know, like, eight or nine tenths of... of that's, um, that's basically what it, what it comes yeah. down to, yeah, is if you really can't reach that upper echelon of performance that you can only get out of something like a GTR, it's not that exciting because you always know you could be doing more and you're just kind of sitting there poodling around. Like, most people can't understand it, but, like, really, find your favorite back road. You can go down your favorite back road at 90 miles an hour in a GTR, one-handed, leaning back, texting. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. Topspeed.com does not endorse texting. No, please, dear God, <laughs> never text and drive. If, if, it, if it wasn't for the fact that I love my car, I would crash into you people on freaking purpose if I see you texting on the interstate. I don't care if you roll your Jeep and kill 47 people. You shouldn't have been texting. I don't know which I hate more, texting, driving, or putting on makeup and driving. Texting. <laughs> really? Texting. I, I've seen a person literally taking a drink, smoking a cigarette, talking on the cell phone, and driving a stick shift at the same time. Now that here's well, but here's, yeah, that was here's cool. my thing about everything stupid that people do, including makeup. When you're putting on makeup, you're looking at the mirror above your head, and you can still see the road. It's terrible, it's stupid, but you have some extra peripheral vision. Because texting is illegal, everyone keeps their phone as far down in their crotch as they can. So when they're driving, <laughs> they look straight down at absolutely nothing but that phone. <laughs> yeah, almost. I was almost, texting, almost, sir. Almost I was uh... <laughs> right, but it's it's like. So you you can't see anything other than your crotch in the road, which, by the way, makes you slightly more likely to die because when the airbag goes off, you're going to compress your spine down and have a good chance of snapping your neck. So have fun, idiots on the road. Okay. How do you Pops, really feel about Pops, it? Mo rant of the day is coming to an end. <sighs> anyway, I think we're, we should move on to the next, uh, yeah. next subject. Yes. Sorry. Um, we are burning over time. We're going to finish the last thing. Um, own drive burn. I told you guys I was gonna wear my Batman shirt today, and I forgot it. I'm in a different shirt today. You suck. But, um, I'll wear my Batman shirt next week. Um, just one of you guys remind me to put it on. Um, so our own drive burn this week is three Bat Batmobiles, and the wonderful young man or woman who thought of this question made it kind of difficult because they didn't pick any of the terrible Bat Batmobiles. So our choices are. The very original one, which is based on the Ford Futura concept uh, back in the 1950s, is the original Adam West TV series Batmobile. That's the one everybody's seen with the cool little bubble windshields and the little flashing light on top. It's a cool little car. Then we have the Michael Keaton Batmobile, which is the one from the 1988 film, I believe it was, Batman, and then again in, like, 92 with Batman Returns. So that's the one with Michael Keaton and Michael Keaton only, not the creepy George Clooney with the nipples Batmobile. Nothing like that. <laughs> this is the old school one you probably know from your youth. Jet black, long, huge fins over the wheels. Awesome bat the Batmobile. In the back. Yes. Yes. And yes, yeah, huge flame shooting out the back. And then our final choice is the new Christian Bale bat Batmobile, the Tumbler. Tumbler. So um, this is super, super annoying and difficult. Yeah. But uh, I'm going to go first. Um, and as much as it pains me to say it, I would burn the Adam West Batmobile. Oh. It's one of the coolest cars ever created. If you've ever seen a replica of it, it is super bonkers and super awesome. But I desperately want to drive a Tumbler because 
I want to run over everything in the world. <laughs> um, and so, like, like basically what it came down to is these are three of the best bat- Batmobiles ever, and the Adam West Batmobile, in my mind, is just slightly not as best. Um, I would drive once the Tumbler because it's super badass and crazy awesome, and I want to drive it, and I want to launch out of the end of it with my motorcycle and maybe watch the Tumbler explode behind me in a huge fireball like a movie. Um, and I would own the... Uh, for me, what was the only Batmobile, because it was the first Batman movie I saw, the first two Batman movies I saw, and I was infatuated with Batman when I was younger, is the Michael Keaton Bat- the Batmobile. That is my dream Batmobile car. Thing is super badass. That's a little more animal. <laughs> but like my favorite Batman movie is still the first one. Uh, Michael Keaton. We got Jack Nicholson as the Joker. It's got one yeah. of the best lines in any movie ever when he is up on top of the clock tower. He's dancing around with the creepy music. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Fantastic movie. One of my favorite movies ever. My favorite Batman movie, and that's my favorite Batmobile. So that's the one I would own. Cool. Well, oh. mine's, a little, mine's a little different. I. I guess for the sake of uh, the classics, I would preserve the Adam West Batmobile and drive that one once. Uh, the Michael Keaton, although that is my favorite from my youth, and I really liked it, and I had all the models from it or whatever like that. I, I don't know. Like, it's really, really cool, but it also screams 90s to me, so I guess I'll burn that one. Um, and I would definitely drive the Christian Bale tumbler pretty much every day of the week. And anyone who cut me off would deeply regret it. Like, that would be such a badass daily driver. Like, yeah, it really I just, would. Parallel park, I just <laughs> crush the Priuses around me. Like, don't worry about that. Parallel crush. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Oh. All right, I, I, <laughs> I'm just imagining parallel crush. All right, Justin. <laughs> that's one of those automated parking systems. Yeah, like, you know, automated. Gush, gush. All right, I'm over. Gush, gush. <laughs> I'm over. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would have to. I'm pretty much opposite of you guys. I would uh, want to own the Adam West one only because of the story behind it. You know, they bought the thing for what a dollar after they're about to scrap it and made it into this car that's now worth millions. Yeah. Um. So I want to own that for sure. Uh, the Tumbler, I have to drive it once. I must. I must. I must. Um, for the same exact reasons. I just want to run people over and not care what anyone else on the road is doing. You get out of my way. Um, and unfortunately, I'm the same as you guys. It is a Batmobile of my youth, um, but I would have to burn the Michael Keaton Batmobile only because I think that is the only one of the three that actually did not run, if I remember correctly. I think that was the only one that did not have a running model. Um, I, I don't know it, if the movie ones I ran, but a, I do know there are lots of replicas that run. Oh, yeah, there's lots of replicas, but it's the only one that didn't have a movie model that ran. I, I don't think. I could be wrong on that one, but I think that there were no actual movie models. All right. Well, we are at a whopping one hour and 15 minutes, so we keep going over, folks. I'm sorry, but thank you for hanging out with us. Um, This has been the ninth episode of the Topspeed.com podcast. We want to thank everyone for hanging out, listening with us. Uh, Once again, please, if you wouldn't mind, just head over to iTunes. There is a link here in the uh, uh, piece that we've done on Top Speed. If you're watching the YouTube video, there is a link down below there also. Just click the button, give us a little rating. Uh, please give us an honest rating. I mean, obviously we know honest is five five stars, but... Yeah, because we're that good. If right. it was ten, other five, it would be ten. 
Any other it's five stars, stars, you're wrong. It's a it's it's eleven stars. But go ahead, drop us a rating. Uh, if you want to actually write us a short little review, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, I can promise you that we're all three going to read every every uh, everything that gets posted up there because we want to get better for you guys. And Christian said he was going to pay everyone who wrote a review ten bucks. Uh yeah, but I'm going to expense that to uh, Mark. <laughs> no, nah, Bill's going to you, bud. Um, <laughs> we'll work on the details later, but. Sure, I'll lie about that. You might get paid money. (laughs) You totally won't, but sure, you might. (laughs) Again, thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us uh, on this wonderful Thursday. We hope everyone's had a great week. We hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Uh, Please stay safe out there when you're having fun on the roads. Please don't drive and text because I'll find you and crash into you. With Uh, our Tumblr. Yes, (laughs) I will run you over with a Batmobile. (laughs) So, again, if you want to get a hold of us, you can reach us uh, on the emails podcast at topspeed.com you can find us on the twitters at topspeed podcast uh, or of course you can hit us up on the comments like you guys have been we really appreciate seeing all those um, if you want to get a hold of me directly you can find me on twitter at moford that's m-o-e-f-e-r-d you can find mr justin at the car junkie and then mark is simply at mark mcnab thank you guys again we hope you had a wonderful time and we will see you next week cheers cheers